You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yeah, but I think I'm 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report its libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope we're going to have a good weekend. Hope we're going to get a chance to do all the things you must do, should do, will do, and can do, and definitely will do. And hope the weather is accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it remains as hot as hell as it is, you know, be careful out there. You know, if you don't have to, don't. But if you got to, 
you know, stay cool. Be cool. Yeah, because it's, it's not just here in the States or in, or in this hemisphere. It's, it's in Europe and in other parts of the world. So it's hot. Yeah. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, right to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. In the drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But, of course, you can always use the shortcut, whatever search engine you, you use, Google, um, um, Internet Explorer, I don't think that's even in existence anymore, but uh, Firefox, whatever. Put in it, in that in uh, in that search engine, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, and once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media, once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and all times I'm going to give our Eastern Times. And uh, on Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10. On Fridays, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays from 7 to 9, on Saturdays, it's Sankofa Elders Council. On Saturdays from 7 to 9. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses, is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from webuyblack.com. And of course, they're still seeking donations and with the hopes of, of establishing a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. That's right. We don't have a, we as African people who, who comprise of 30 some percent of the metro area and about 45, 50% of the city of Atlanta. We don't have, we ain't got a supermarket that is ours where we can have brothers and sisters who are farmers have their produce that we sell. Any other products that are us, we can sell (laughs) to a large audience of, in the metro area, almost 2 million people. This is ridiculous. Okay, you know I've been on that box. But that's the kind of box I'm on today, (laughs) y'all. It's okay. Get used to it. Africa for the Africans.org. Brother Vamani Tahimba is ready to take another group of our people to a trip of a lifetime to the motherland. And believe me, you know, when we're talking about there is that that's what you need to do. I'm serious. Save your money up. Take one of these trips or go to one of the trips on your own or how you can do it. But go home. Experience it for yourself. Come back. And then say, yeah. Yeah, I can see why. That's our move, you know. I can see why that's our move. That's what we need to do. Yeah. So. Uh, here's a trip to Tanzania coming up this year, November 17th through the 28th. $3,800, Tanzania. And then there's a trip 
to Ghana, December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. And then March 30th to April 10th, 2023, still $3,800, Senegal and Gambia. Go to Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023. And that's $4,000 going to Ghana. July 29th, excuse me, July 20th to July 29th, 2023, $3,800 to Liberia. November 16th through the 27th, 2023, still $3,800. Tanzania, Mount Kilimanjaro, Yerusha, all these great places in Tanzania. Man. I'm, I'm going to go to Tanzania, that's for sure. That's for sure. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,000 to South Africa. Brothers and sisters, go to the website, africafortheafricans.org. Everything you need, <clears throat> everything you need, excuse me, is right there on the website. All the information, all the, the, uh, the forms, the visas, the shots and so forth, information about that. Everything is right there. Africa for the Africans. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures, Go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habashah. Habashah Incorporated.org. Habashah stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And they're doing the work. Habashah is doing the work. I'm telling you what the programs they have here at home. And of course, the. Abishai Works Program, Black Tar Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. Yeah. And of course, the Kashi Project, the launch is October 8th through the 17th in Ghana, in Ghana, West Africa. Go on the website, get the information, how much it's going to cost, and so forth, and all the other arrangements. Okay? And you too. And see the beautiful work that has been done. It has been done. The chalets, the building. Yes. The Kashi Project, repatriation, brothers and sisters. You know, well, you know what I'm p- promoting. That's right. Shoot, get the hell off out of here. I just can't stand what these folks do. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Ledge Program, Ledge fans for the land for the environmental development of Group Economics. Brother Peter Brown, he was on, and we'll get him on real soon because. The work he is doing is dynamic. It is great work and it's necessary. Ledge deals with four areas of human existence, food, water, clothing, and shelter to make things that, to make sure those things are secure. And they're doing it. They have 12 projects in six countries with over 170, over 170 employed and over 260 members. They need more members. In fact, if you become a member, you can own land in you can own land in Tanzania. That's right. You can own land in Tanzania. That's right. For two hundred fifty dollars an acre, it may overlook Mount Kilimanjaro. Who knows? Might be under Serengeti. Who knows? But hey, check it out. The Ledge Group Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. BB to me. B-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com. The, the educational uh, language programs, the tree 
uh, Medu Netcher, uh, Kiswahili. Those classes are ongoing. They're ongoing. Of course, Bibi Atumi stands for Dedicated to the Complete and Total Liberation of Kemet, African people, and the modern land, the, the African people throughout the African world from under domination by Eurasians and their anti and their anti-African, anti-collaborators. Like As such, Bibi Yatumi seeks to reclaim and create systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people and the interest in complete and total liberation, self-preservation, self-determination, and survival in each and every area of human activity. Sovereignty. Sovereignty, family. Bibi Atumi is about continuing the work of our ancestors by restoring my art. Bibi Atumi is about liberation. African liberation is about the freedom and to learn who we are, our ancestors, and the freedom from being who we are not. Who we are not. The inculcated by our oppressors. Has committed, we have a commitment to the survival, advancement, and maximizing fullest manifestations of Kemet, the potentiality of the Kemet world. We are committed to creating and maintaining the space that will permit us to develop the necessary skills, motivation, and drive to create the necessary focus, individual and collective, to reconstruct the Kemet personality and the African world toward the survival and thrust of African people. That's right. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibiatumi dot com. Go there and make it a favorite. It's my pharmacy. Give my good friend, Brother Jabril, a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. If you are considering changing your lifestyle, changing your diet, changing, give him a call. If there's ailments that you've been dealing with, Give him a call. He'll write up a plan for you. And then you got to just follow the plan. You'll be fine. Smile Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. So drop him a line on Gmail. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smile Pharmacy family. All right. Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta across the street from Soul Vegetarian up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna which of course is open on Friday and Saturday from 1 to 7. The Shrine here in Atlanta is open on Fridays from 1 to 7 uh, and then on Saturdays from 1 to 4 on Saturday excuse me on Saturday on Sundays from 1 to 4 on Sundays and of course they have everything they got books they got furniture they got clothing they got the red black and green that's got shoes oh man i tell you figurines man and go check them out at the shrine check out the wadada's healthy market and juice bar they have vegan food tomorrow and sunday you know i think it was ten dollars a plate i don't know if it's that much now but it might be but give them a call at 404-444-1635 that's 404-444-1635 Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall has a fine selection of books postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines and all kind of good stuff so call Mama Nia at 404-346-3263 
888-646-3263. If you're looking for a book she's got, go get it. If not, she'll get it for you. Believe me. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, my good brother, Gazim De Ajamu. Uh, give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. That's the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia and Coffee Bar. That's right, serving delicious coffees and teas and so forth, pastries, drinks. Yeah. Gazim De Ajamu at the Black Dot. The brothers and sisters there is light. In the black dot, uh, Afroletics uh, has a store in the New Black Wall Street Market in Stonecrest. The New Black Wall Street Market. Uh, there used to be a um, Target store that's been abandoned, and they have it. And they're building the New Black Wall Street Market inside. It's fantastic, brothers and sisters. Go check it out today, tomorrow, Sunday. Um, located if you are going east. On I-20, going towards Augusta. You, in fact, it's just east. Of, the next exit after um, the Black Dot, which is exit 75, Turner Hill Road, make a right at the third light, make a right, and it's on the left. Go drive on the street, and it's on the left. You can't miss a big sign. The new Black Wall Street Market. Check it out. Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People in the Spirit of Ujamaa. Their Thursday night broadcast went off last night from 9 to 10. And you can listen to it on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Or you can call in at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us Lifting Us every Thursday night from 9 to 10. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. They're open Tuesdays through Sunday. Tuesdays through Sunday at 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. They have a fine selection. Well, it's another place that got it all. They have a fine selection of everything. <laughs> Give my good brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. The Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. In Macon. Sun Got Essential, one stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Check out my sister, Shelly Amonset. Uh, man, she has all kind of good stuff, health stuff, stuff for your beard and grooming, uh, red, black, and green shoes, all kind of good stuff, man. Check out, give her a call. At 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And then, of course, my sister Gabby, Aurelia, sister Gabby, uh, Sanjay Dash Haiti, the work that she is doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti up in the hills. Of course, she relies on the kindness and the goodness and the donations of us here in the states and elsewhere and elsewhere so go to our website at sanjay s-o-n-j-e dash haiti a-y-i-t-i dot org sunday dash haiti dot org and the great work they're doing in education sustainable agriculture health um dealing with health and of course uh, entrepreneurship sanjay dash haiti dot org 
Baba Baruti and Mama Inia, they have uh, all kinds of good programs they're going to be having ongoing. And uh, where is that at? I got to find it here so I can make sure that uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. Yes, this is it right here. Always got to announce what Baba Baruti and Mama Mama Inia are doing because they're doing it all for our benefit as a people. The sacrifices they have made are tremendous at the Occupant Institute. And uh, and of course, the books that Baba Baruti writes at OccupantHouse.com, OccupantHouse.com. School starts here in the, in the Atlanta area um, Monday, August 1st. So starting August 1st, the online African-centered homeschool tutorial program begins. The Ackerman Institute is a full-time African-centered homeschool program beginning its 24th year of operation. Courses include math, language arts, science, social studies, including African and American African history. And, of course, the game of chess. Courses are taught by instructors who have experienced education of experience educating elementary through college level students. But who is the classes for? Those who are in fourth grade through twelfth grade. Fourth grade through twelfth grade. When? This year, the twenty twenty two, twenty three school year, the academic year. Twenty twenty two and of course they get out in May of next year, twenty twenty three. And it's on Zoom. So give Baba Broody a call at four oh four seven five three Two seven three seven. That's four oh four seven five three two seven three seven. And of course the email uh Yabarudi at Yahoo M Mawalimu Baruti at Yahoo or on Facebook Akab Institute. Okay? And then uh that's just one because this weekend, um the twenty second, today, tomorrow, and Sunday is the um, Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Ex and Education Expo. Okay? And it's virtual. Over 400 life-changing workshops and curriculum vendors. $25. Office limited. So, and of course, Baba Baruti is presenting on Sunday, the 11th annual, 11th annual Liberated Minds Homeschool and Education Expo lecture by Baba Baruti, the reconceptualized identity of a warrior educator. The reconceptualized identity of a warrior educator at 12.30 to 2.30 this Sunday. The reconceptualized identity of a warrior educator. And then of course uh, his ongoing programs that's right, the monthly uh, quarterly rather Men's Quarterly and Sisters Quarterly. And this one is going to be August 6th. August 6th. Warriors, Negroes, and Lost Souls. Warriors, Negroes, and Lost Souls. <laughs> yeah. Brothers and sisters. Uh, it's $10 for us as old elders and $5 for the Warriors in Training, the young folks. And you do it via PayPal. 
Send it to Yah Baruti at Yahoo or Cash App, dollar sign, Yah Baruti. And of course, you put the information in, Warriors, Negroes, and Lost Souls, your name, and then your email address so they can send you the link. And that's um, for Baba Baruti. And that time on that is 12 noon to 2 p.m. 12 noon to 2 p.m. And then in Yah's program, um, Warrior Sister Circle, our life lessons equal life blessings. Our life lessons equal life blessings. Also Saturday the 6th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. From 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And once again, same thing. Put uh, clues in our life lessons, your name and your email just so they can send you the link. $10 for adults and $5 for teens. Okay, and then of course, Kibuka in November, brothers and sisters. And if you want to attend live uh, here in Atlanta, I believe it's going to be uh, at the uh, sweet spot over Metropolitan Parkway, or you can do it by Zoom, November 19th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Kibuka. That's right. Looking at the Ma'afa through the eyes of our ancestors. All right. The Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah, I tell you. The Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Today we're going to talk about one Africa. I have a friend, Sister Amakus, and her husband who's an ancestor, who was a former firefighter out of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an ancestor now. And they created One Africa. Uh, it's on that road going towards, uh, in fact, it's between Cape Coast and Elmina Dungeons. Right in between Cape Coast and Elmina Dungeons. Yeah. So. July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, we're going to read from. So July 21st. Truth must seek justice. Justice must seek the truth. When justice triumphs, truth will reign on earth. And obviously, we don't have it. You, you see what's going on in these court systems here. It's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy. Good hearts never settle, no matter the... F- Failures, they never cease their search until they attain unqualified satisfaction. Even so, seeking spirits know that awareness is only a step toward the next revelation. Wise people with good hearts and humble spirits know that truth reveals itself through focused deliberation. Such individuals know that any exercise of justice can only be correct when it reveals, decodes, and crushes the lie within that which must be corrected. They know that correction is indispensable if they're able to live without suffering the contradictions of knowing but not doing. Such persons recognize that truthful justice must be commensurate to the magnitude and duration of the unjust. Affirm, I am determined, I am a determined seeker of truth and justice. Ashe. Affirm, I am a determined seeker of truth and justice. 
July 22nd. No matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helps you. No matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helps you. Althea Gibson, the tennis great, one of the first ones on the first American Africans to win at Wimbledon and so forth, one of the first major tennis stars to us before the Williams sisters, Althea Gibson. Extreme individualism has had a devastating effect on our sense of trust, community, and cultural identity. It has become one of the most damaging self-definitions that we have accepted as normal for ourselves. For in it, individualized Africans make selfish choices which have no allegiance or connections to African people. The internalization of extreme individualism creates disadvantage for everyone except members of the group who perfected it and, and, and for whom it, regardless of collateral benefits to outsiders, exclusively serves. There is no nation building without family because the family is the nation. Many, an African-centered scholar, has reminded us that if a community cannot hold its members accountable, for through their words and actions, then it is not a community. Our communalism is not communism or socialism that Europeans misguidedly fabricated to try to soften their capitalistic exploitations of others and themselves. Exploitation of family is the anthema to African communalism. African is first person plural. African is first person plural. There is no I without we. To say African is to say we, us. I am because we are. Because we are, I am. Communalism is a state of mind. It is the understood relationship between a much extended family that makes no issue without everyone with clean hands eating out of the same pot. It is the it is the expectation of love and fairness from all relationships and receiving it as we are expected, but unnecessary. Affirm, I am first person plural. Affirm, I am first person plural. July 23rd. Power is the ability to define reality and to make others accept your definition as if it's their own. Nana Kweku Sangore. St. Dare, Dr. Wade Nobles. If you know me, you know that's one of my favorite quotes. Power. When people talk about power, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Because power is the ability to define reality than have someone else accept your definition as if it's their own. Europeans define reality. And they imposed their reality on everybody. And we have accepted their reality as if it's our own. The question we need to ask ourselves is who are we in Europeans' reality? First, we're the soulless people, no culture to speak of, justifying our captivity and our enslavement. Who are we now? Who are we now in their reality? The criminals, the thugs, the gangsters, the no-fit fathers and mothers, drug dealers, justifying mass incarceration and brutality. 
power. We have no power. Power, because power is the ability to define reality. It ain't money. It ain't power. It ain't voting. Ain't no got. Ain't no damn voting. It's the ability to define reality. Then have someone else accept your definition as if it's their own. The idea of human evolution as a cornerstone of European science began as they began to rise up out of their inherent intellectual and economic mores through robbing other people of their original thought and resources. Europeans appropriated others, their science, and developed it as a rational weapon for asserting that their aggressions against these others were correct, responsible, and indeed necessary for the civilizing of other people. As they moved out of raw physical barbarism, they needed objective tools to, prov- to prove that their way of organizing society, technology, work, and possessions were superior to all others. And science provided those tools. That said, since they could not prove that any of humanity originated in Europe, they needed to overcompensate for their glaring discrepancy by proving that their late arrival on the human scene was evidence of their natural superiority. Evolutionary theory did this by making the last first and the first last. It argued that these organisms that were the strongest, most aggressive, and best adapted to their surroundings environment were the ones who had the greatest chances for survival. In pointing out this scientific truth, they made their wanton aggressions tantamount to forward progress. Because according to European evolutionary theory, the last to arrive is best qualified to lead. And indeed, they were absolutely the last and by far the most violent, aggressive of all who came before. Affirm, only we define the African reality. I say, affirm, only we define the African reality. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sesim of revolutionary thought, of daily revolutionary thought, the Inye Sesim. Man, I tell you, here we go. What are we going? How are we going to do this, y'all? We got a lot of good information that we're going to impart. Uh, let me. Oh, let me go here right quick because um, Brother Mickey Dean, who has been a guest on this program and will be again soon, I hope. Uh, Brother Mickey Dean. That ain't right. (laughs) Yeah, he sent me an an email. Uh, What did I do? Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. That's not it. You know, it's just a, it's a, a um, right now there's a Pan-African, uh, yeah, there's a Pan-African, uh, here it is, 
Thank you, family. Yeah. What's going on right now is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, three-day three day piece, the Pan-African Unity. Pan-African Unity or Paris, a call for the abolition of neocolonialism. I say, a call for the abolition of neocolonialism, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And a number of, of presenters, outstanding presenters, and um, I'm not going to go through the presenters, but I'm going to go through the schedule highlights right now. In fact, uh, it started at 8, and around 9 o'clock, my good brother, keynote, Black Power to the Pan, from Black Power to Pan-Africanism was Baba Mukasa. Baba Mukasa's been on the program. Baba Mukasa Dada and um, Lee Ricks, and he's talking about black power. He's a legend. <laughs> I love him. He's a good man. Yep. African religious freedom or African religious bondage, and we're going to talk about that, the Pentecostal question, the, the effects of Pentecostalism on reshaping political boundaries in Africa, and much more. So I have a, uh, a brother, Brother Gabriel Selassie, he was Associate Professor of African Studies. That is from 9 to 10, so he's already presented. And then the Labor Alliance of uh, Civil Servants in Zimbabwe reassessing the, the transformative potential of the traditional African theology of work. And uh, then and, uh, and then from uh, oh, there's a number of workshops that are concurrent decolonization versus decentralization the potential for decolonization as a tool to be implemented in the decolonizing movement and that's going to be presented by Larry Bates Larry Christopher Bates Pan-African Grants Lead and Smart Contact Research Forum and understanding neocolonialism and that is Brother Fai Brother Fai who is a, a member of of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. Good, hardworking brother. He's the general secretary. He's the general secretary of the Pan-African Federalist Movement. And that is uh, understanding neocolonialism, identify the structural causes of neocolonialism, and to propose nonviolent and democratic weapons through an expansion of the will of African people. Military engagements and humanitarian efforts has implementations. Then they have a break from 11 to um, quarter of 12. And then from quarter to 12 to 12.30, scientific socialist examination of intercommunalism. Dr. Charles Pender-Hughes and from Sussex County College. This presentation will explore intercommunalism context of development as well as positive and negatives of Huey P. Newton's Black Panther Party, I guess. Community control and building transitional programs for power. And I remember I just said what power is. So when they use that word power, that means they're going to define reality. That they're going to use a community control and building transit that is independent of anything that within that community, say for instance, the fact is that here in Atlanta we don't have power. 
because this really ain't us. Yeah, there's a number of us in, in, in uh, high, uh, dark faces in high places, but we don't have power because it is not ours. We don't control this. We don't control this. It's just like in South Africa. They don't have power. They got numbers, but they don't control it. Those who are in control, those who define the reality of that environment, that's who's in control. Decolonizing history and knowledge from the Americas. And that is uh, two presenters. Dr. Rosa, coordinator of Imagic uh, Proposals. And then uh, from the importance of participation of Africans in the diaspora. That is necessary. Yeah. Another a, a sister from the Pan-African Fellows Movement is going to be presenting along with the coordinator of New State Coordinating Committee of Pan-African Fellows Movement, Brother G. Jaweed. Insecurity in Africa. Insecurity in Africa is getting worse by the day due to the lack of African unity. Duh! All of it. Everything is a problem because of a lack of African unity. All of it. The problem is the lack of African unity. I'm going to play something for you right now. And uh, we'll go back to this tomorrow. Um, I mean, I, I don't have a schedule for tomorrow. I apologize. But I know that tomorrow is going to be dynamic as well. All the organizations that are involved uh, go to uh, Pan-African Unity or Parish. They call for the abolition of neocolonialism. Pan-African Unity or Parish. They call for the abolition of pan of neocolonialism. Yeah, I'm gonna play uh, Brother Oshetelli. I may be a little late uh, going into the second half of the program, but you know we're flexible here. We do all kind of stuff in the way that we do it, and and somehow it's just how we do it, you know. Uh, this is a few years ago. But this is a dynamic piece, you know, and uh, he's addressing Parliament. Of course, Brother Oshetelli, um he is the member of the Pan-African African People's Socialist Party, African People's Socialist Party, and leads the Uhuru, Uhuru Movement and um, created the Burning Spear newspaper, and all kinds. I mean, this is a revolutionary brother. He's 80 some years old now, you know. And uh, we need to have, we need to have brothers and sisters help, help, you know, young people. We need a secession plan. I mean, yes, he's strong. And as you can hear from this presentation, this presentation is only a few years old. This is when I think like about 2017, 2018, I think, uh, his address to the British Parliament, and uh, this is talking about African unity, the debate about African, how important African unity is. Here we go. I now look to Amali Yeshitela to continue the case for the proposition.
Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen, I have only recently come here from the United States of America. And that being the case, I cannot stand before this August body without prefacing my statement in defense of closer unity of Africa, without stating first my unconditional solidarity with President Maduro and the government and people of Venezuela who are currently under attack, savage attack, by the declining world hegemon of the United States. I think it's absolutely necessary uh, to say that coming from that country and especially looking at the fact that the United States travels the world preening, uh, presenting itself uh, as the guardian of democracy and the rights of the peoples around the world where the reality is that Africans who are colonized in the United States represent at least half of the largest prison population in the world. There are more Africans in prison in the United States than there are people in Djibouti or in Equatorial Guinea. And so we find it very difficult also recognizing that by their own estimates, it would take 228 years for the income of Africans colonized in the United States to equal that of the colonial white population. So it is absolutely necessary for me to stand here today before you expressing total opposition to the United States government terroristic actions against the people of Venezuela with an attempt to starve the people into opposition to their government. Mr. President, brothers and sisters, comrades, it, also, it is also necessary for us to say that this question of a closer union with Africa, or between Africans, or within Africa, is not a purely academic question, despite the fact that this debate is occurring within the pinnacle of bourgeois academia. The, that there is a natural, historical inclination for Africa and African people to be united, which is one of the reasons I am here today. The truth of the matter is that this discussion about the unity of Africa, union of Africans, started much earlier than any incursion as it might be characterized of China or the Trump administration into Africa. The reality is that Africa came under assault some 600 years ago when Portugal first came and captured African people and initiated the process that would begin capitalism and would establish and consolidate the identity of Europeans in the world. It is a reality that capitalism 
rests upon a foundation of African slavery. Africans were first capital. And in order for this to occur and to last, it was absolutely necessary to keep African people divided so that we could not resist this horrible incursion on Africa that continues up to now. I think it's important to be able to say that. I think that we have to say that we've seen example after example by African people to unite. We've seen what used to be warring tribes in this geographical terrain that we occupy at this moment, able to achieve a sense of sameness that people refer to as nations, founded on a common economy that came from slavery and colonialism. This is the basis of the unity that we see. If there is a problem with the European Union today, it is because the foundation, the economic foundation of capital, of imperialism, is being stressed by the struggles of the oppressed peoples of the world to take back their resources from this parasite that bleeds Africa, that bleeds the world, that bleeds Afghanistan, that bleeds the people of Yemen who are dying by the thousands even as we have this discussion. This is the basis of a Brexit. It can't stand together anymore because the host is rejecting the parasite and is creating crises throughout Europe and throughout the imperialist world. I think it's necessary, brothers and sisters, to say that there has been a natural trajectory by African people for closer union. We know that we're talking about having this discussion in part because in 1884-85, Europeans sat at a table in Berlin, Germany, not a single African there, and carved up Africa into the territories that we now sometimes call countries and illogically referred to as nations. Africans didn't do that. It was Europe that did that. It was Europe and imperialism that required African to be, Africa to be divided so that the resources of Africa, both human and material, could come and pave the streets in London and grow the buildings in Amsterdam and bring clean water to New York while the streets in Sierra Leone are not paved. And the people in Sierra Leone do not have clean water. And there's no, there's no national electric grid there. It is necessary to keep Africa divided by European imperialism and by all the imperialism in order to continue to suck the resources from Africa so that cell phones could exist here, so that Steve Jobs and the others could achieve some great notoriety from the coltan that comes from Congo, where Leopold killed at least 12 to 15 million Africans in order to conquer and keep Africa in the condition it's in today. We talk about a united Africa, an African Union, because of what European imperialism has done to Africa to keep us divided. We know it's true. We saw a hundred years or so ago Marcus Garvey 
organized the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities Leagues that stretched across the globe. More than 11 million African people everywhere were connected to this. Africa for Africans at home and abroad. That was the cry. Not Africans for Nigerians that didn't even exist until the British created in 1915. And Flora Shaw, the mistress who would become the wife of Frederick Lugard, came up with the name nigger area. Not this false national consciousness that has been imposed on Africans around the world. So that when the Portuguese found shrimp on West Africa and then named it for the Portuguese word for shrimp, Cameroon, it is not true that they are shrimp despite the fact that the people call themselves Cameroonians today. It is a false national consciousness. The false national consciousness that created the American Negro, that created the Black Brit, and the Afro-Swede. We are one Africa, one nation, and we must have closer union. But in order for that to happen, it has to be a revolutionary union. The Organization of African Union, union created on May 25th, 1963 in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, was part of an effort to circumvent efforts by Kwame Nkrumah to build a single union of African states. And instead, we come up with an Af organization of African Union that codified the colonial borders that were created by, by Europe in 1884 and 85. We have to be able to break out of this, but it's going to take revolution in order to do this. African revolution in order to do this. African revolution that will destroy imperialism and the world economy that's responsible for the growing immiseration of the masses of people around the world. Uhuru. Uhuru. <clears throat> Uhuru. That's right. Miguel Brother West. Research West. All right, Ochi, how you doing, brother? Uh, you're Huru. You're Huru, my brother. That's right. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, it's good to be alive, man. To yes, it is. Coming to an end, my, to see you coming to an end, man. And uh, there's so much information going on now, man, but it's still good to see this stuff in, man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's a, that right there, what you just played, man. Uh, mm -hmm. See, I investigated the name of Cameroon. I forget what the real name was, but I knew mm -hmm. it was. The whole the whole place was called El Kibalon. But uh, Cameroon, they changed that name to be shrimp, man. Because Cameroon right on the coast. Well, that's so the that, point. That, 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 uh -huh. the, the word is, the word is por, uh, Portuguese. Cameroon yeah. is Portuguese. for, And the country uh, that I don't know the name of it prior, but when the Portuguese found shrimp, they called it, the Portuguese yeah. called it Cameroon. Yeah. See? And and, and what right. you and what you see a lot of times still, just as he said, the uh, <clears throat> the conference that was had in Berlin that carved up mm -hmm. Africa like a piece of cake, and and, and Europeans giving these names and so forth. This conference, <clears throat> you know, uh, dictated to Africa what its boundaries were going to be, 
what the names of the countries are going to be. This is, this is the arrogance of the European. This is the imposition of the European on African people and how it has dominated. And still today, even when Kwame Nkrumah and the others uh, started the African Liberation Day, which now is just called Africa Day, which I detest, because once again, they don't want to use the word liberation, but that's what it's supposed to be, Liberation Day, that we focus in on getting our ass up out of the un- and from up under Europeans and European dominance. Yep. You see, and so I when agree, they, man. yeah, and so when those Europeans, now <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead, Wes. Yeah, so even with the Congo, man, in Belgium, and yeah, then I did some research on that damn devil Christopher Cabrabas, man. Yeah. On the stuff he done, man. He was literally doing stuff to churn, man. Uh, uh, like shish kebabs. Mm. Raping them and shoving them down. Uh, 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 yeah. Spindle up, up yeah. the vine out their mouth and cooking them and eating them, man. But the sad thing is always been some brother that was with Columbus showing him how to damn where to go on the boat. Yeah. Well, and they've so always had collaborators. They've always had agent provocateurs. Yeah. Always had these Negroes who would assist them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I call them enemies. We got enemies foreign. That's them white devils and yeah. domestic. That's the people that look like us that yeah. show them this stuff, man. Yeah, internal and, and external. Yep, internal that's been and external. Problem talking too much and showing them stuff, man. Yeah. So I, I just like the information I give. I give for just our people alone. Yeah. The free of. I, I, I like a, a brother called in talking about what the white women should do, man. You don't give your, give your information to free your dog on devils. To tell yeah. you devils what to do, you know who I'm talking about when when he said that the other day about what the what the uh them white devils should do by the abortion man. Mm-hmm. Tell them what they should do. Hell no. Nah. What what we should do is number one with this old filthy rap music is to go after uh I agree with what he said, but do it highway. Go after them sponsors. Every time you hear some filthy rap music on the radio, you know they advertise by something. So you go after them sponsors who, who, who are or even the radio station, right? Or even the yeah. station, or even the station itself for playing it. You know, I understand what you're it's saying, and, and you know, and it, it's it is very it's degrading, up. very dehumanizing. But that's what's happened, you know. And, and some can point yeah. to a a concentrated or a orchestrated effort to make that happen. I remember Sister Soldier talking about it. You know, how she mm-hmm. can't get a record deal, but if you talking about gangster rap, you talking about getting high and killing and shooting and, and, and calling your women bitches and hoes, yeah, you can get a contract, you know? Because, yeah, because, because time, one of the man. thing was is that we're going to build these prisons because when we put this music out there in the minds of these Negroes, mm-hmm. they're going to act a damn fool and then we're going to imprison their yep. ass. And then we'll have free, yep. we'll have uh, uh, prison labor doing a lot of work that people would have done on the outside. Oh, this is this is planned. This is orchestrated. This is not, you yes, know, sir. you know. So, and, and it's psychological warfare to get us to fight against each other and kill yeah. each other. So, so therefore, my code is: I, if I have a disagreement with a brother or sister, I don't take it no further. Yeah. I don't even go back and forth. I say, God bless you, and I ain't gonna do what the enemy do. That's why I tell all that my young brothers and sisters: don't do it. Don't take each other out. And right. do like Nick Cannon, man. Make plenty more soldiers, man, and take care. <laughs> I tell every brother and sister, keep doing, make plenty more babies, yeah, man. So that's why that's well, <laughs> well, see, the only the only reason why I'm not, and I, and I agree with you, and just as a, uh, we mentioned in the NEA, say some about the importance of family, 
of a man yes, sir. and a woman yes, sir. having children, that's family. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, now, sir. of course, this society has uh, changed the definition because you can have a man and another man and they can adopt some kids and that's family. A woman and another woman, they can adopt some kids or they can have babies themselves. Each can could be artificially inseminated or have sex and have children. That's family. But the bottom line for African people, from a nation building standpoint, a man, a woman and children and lineage of grandfather, mm-hmm. great grandfather of children down the that's line, right. that is family. And that's what yes, that has been disrupted by this European and, 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 and the foolishness mm-hmm. thereof. That's why, to me, it is hard to establish that here. That's I mean, when you have 70 percent of women having mm-hmm. children. Out of wedlock, where the man is not involved, that means only thirty percent is family. We had a better situation in terms of family coming out of captivity, coming out of our enslavement. Yeah. We had a better situation all the way in the, into the twenty twentieth century, up until about the nineteen sixties and seventies, when 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 the mm-hmm. when, when the <clears throat> welfare system said, "No, you can't have a man in your home. You can do this yeah. on your own." That's right. Yeah. So listen, and brother West. You see that. Let me put throw something else right there. That's why all oh, this time of year about family reunions, because see, when we were so-called emancipated, uh, it was brothers and sisters that walked all the way from the, say if they they in Georgia and and they they family member got taken to Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah. Them brothers and sisters took all year walking <laughs> around the country trying to find their yeah, in-laws. Yes, that's man. right. That and is so right. So that's why this family reunion. That's why this family reunion really important, man. This time of yeah. year. What's to find our people, man? But yeah. it's fun time to be alive. All this bullshit, evil coming to an end, man. And, and uh, we get we gonna That's get what, what they took from us. You heard about the uh, people in uh, California, the Bruce family. Yeah, the Bruce they family got their land, land on, back. On the yeah. yeah, yeah, they got their land back. Well, and you know, get, uh, like twenty million dollars. So we get right. our stuff back, man. Slowly right. but surely. It's well, what, to what what's going to happen is they're going to get the money, and the land will still be uh, the the uh, LA. Least of that. Yeah. You know, but but at least they but at least they'll be compensated justly. Yes, sir. You know, and the family would can take advantage of that. You know, compensated yeah. justly for 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 the land that was taken from them through eminent domain. You know, saying, "Oh, this is ours." Yes, sir. You know, but anyway, so I'm gonna we, take. We, should, we go. We 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 getting all our stuff back, man. Y'all yeah. just relax, be cool. <laughs> it's coming to us, man. All right, don't love each other, man. Right on. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings, brother West. Peace. Research West family. I'm going to take a break. When I come back from the break, there's a number of you on the queue. Stay with us. And uh, I got some other stuff to throw at us. And uh, so you stay with us, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. In fact, I'm playing two cuts and I don't have too many sisters on, but this is Sister Janet Harris on saxophone, All I Do. And then we're going to have Janet Harris and um, Althea Renee, uh, we are one. Because that's the theme. We are one. One Africa. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, <clears throat> once again, I'm getting on the microphone. I got to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> I have no idea. Why, you know, here I'm just going to get on the microphone. I got to clear my throat. But anyway, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Mother Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. That was uh, We Are One with uh, sisters, two dynamic sisters. That's right. Jeanette Harris on saxophone and Althea Renee on flute. We Are One. Because that's the emphasis behind the day. One Africa. We Are One one people other programming we have here on time for an awakening media once again this program every monday wednesday and friday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern time on tuesday tuesday evening from 8 p.m to 10 p.m the black reality think tank with dr william rogers and then on fridays at 8 p.m brother elliot and brother richard with time for an awakening and then on saturdays the sankofa elders council from seven to nine on saturday seven to nine on saturdays the sankofa elders council and then been Back again on 7 p.m. on Sunday, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Also, two dear brothers and sisters, don't forget about the, uh, if you can't go online, for the conference conference on Pan-African Unity or Parish, a call for the abolition of neocolonialism. That was yesterday, today, and tomorrow from uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. So check it out. Pan-Africanism or Paris, because that's what we're talking about. That's right, because you know that's the, that's the, this program that talks about Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. That's what this, the model is. That's what the model is, Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die model of this program okay um yeah uh one of the things if i get to the phone lines i know the number you've been holding on but i want to put this in there and then we can open up the lines let me be quick with this so please continue to hold and and i'll get to you one of the things that um that keeps us in this situation is um, the religion that has been imposed on us, whether it is um, Christianity in all its forms, whether it is Islam in all its forms, or Judaism, or whatever. To me, if it's not African, it should be discarded. And ain't no trying to figure out how we can utilize or put it in there and so no, get no, it has to go. Because the biggest disaster of colonialism remains the image of God Africans now see. The biggest disaster of colonialism remains the image of God that Africans now see. Because see, see, for some of us they they don't believe that you can you can just paint God black and somehow that'll do no. No. It is firmly embedded in your mind. And even at one time when they, in fact, not long ago, not long ago at all, 
in the 80s when they had a cover when when uh uh some catholics had a picture of 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 jesus with with locks there was big uproar even prior to that in baptist churches when you had a somebody uh, who had painted god black there's in fact dr john henry clark wrote a story on it and they made it a, a piece that wesley snipes was in wesley snipes was in the the child who painted god black go to youtube and see if you can pull that up the god who painted child the god excuse me the child who painted god black yeah wesley snipes we have said many times in many of the articles that there is no white god for africans i repeat there is no white god for africans but each time we said that we are quoted out of context and misunderstood. Our brothers who hold blindly to the teachings and the ways of the colonial instigators and accuse us of all kinds of things in their attempt to run away from the facts and consciousness we bring forward. Now, before we go further to discuss how colonialism affected the Africans negatively in their view of the creator and themselves, we would like we would love to make some clarifications on our stance that there is no God. There is no God. You see, with the brand of religion that the colonial people brought with them and enforced by the gun, everything that has to do with Africans' image and ideology of God was laid to rest and called evil. Then they gave Africans a new image of God a white God, a God who looks like Europeans. <clears throat> Even though some of our Christian brothers will deny it publicly, when they kneel down to pray and close their eyes, what, what do they really see? It is a European-looking God in the sky, nothing more, nothing less. When their pastors and priests have visions of heaven, what they come back to see, to testify is that they saw a white God in heaven in shining white robes. When movies are made, the image of God is a white bearded European man. Anyone who says this is not generally accepted image of God, Christianity is only living in denial. This is a result of mental and psychological programming from <clears throat> when they were kids to they turned into full-blown adults. And this programming comes from both their parents, society, movies, schools, books, stories, and other forms of manipulation which the colonials put, which, which the colonizers, which the colonizers put in place forever imprisoned the mind of African man, the African mind of the African man. Before the colonial, before the colonizers and their partners in crime, the missionaries came with the manipulated scriptures of the, of the Bible. All African cultures, both children and adults, never saw God as a white man. They didn't. Many cultures had different ways of identifying and referring to the creator. The Igbo people called the creator Chekwe, God. And they said, Chekwe, Boon Manu. Well, okay, I can't pronounce it, so I don't want to mess with that. Which translated as God is spirit. No one has seen him or her. God is spirit. The Igbo, just like 
many other African cultures and people do not ascribe male or female characteristics to the creator. They only do so to divinities of the of this world, such as the sun, the moon, earth, and water. In the image of the white God is a racist and mental suppressive tool used by Europeans on Africans. That's what it is. Now let us delve into racism and why it grows stronger by the day. It is without a doubt that the Caucasians consider itself the dominant people on uh, of humanity. When actually they are among the least to, uh, to emerge on earth. They're the last. They are the last. And we talked about that previously. They are the last. We talked about the Enya Sasim. That's why I love the Enya Sasim because when I'm, sometimes I have stuff like this and the Enya Sasim substantiates it of that day. <laughs> How do you think they got their ideology of superiority? Most of it was found and created through hundreds of years of European Christianity that was passed down by the Roman Empire and how they meticulously painted God to be their own image and to serve their own agenda. This ideology of God looking like a European was beaten and fine-tuned to look like the only truth and then it was through that and taught as an ideology and then passed down generations through theology, philosophy, and pseudoscience. These new generations will do anything to preserve their ideologies handed down to them by their forefathers, even though they were lies and deceitful. It is pure human nature to protect the heritage of your ancestors. And when that heritage falsely says you look like the creator and the other people outside of that, look like the devil and are evil. It gives you more impetus to subjugate them. This is the, this is the bane of racism. <laughs> but Africans do not understand this. We don't. We don't understand this. They swallow the whole story, hook, line, and sinker. And in the same fashion, they begin to feel inferior. Of course, since God looks like the Caucasians and we don't, then we are inferior. The above statement might look like something to pass off or laugh about, but that is the mental position and condition of many African Christians today who follow doctrines of colonizers without question. Yeah, man, I tell you, sometimes it makes you want to holler. Throw up both your hands. This is why today in passive conversations, you will hear Africans saying things like Caucasian people uh, in, in you might, you know, Igbo, uh, God, I swear. They represent God, I swear. You might laugh over this, but that right there is the image that has been planted into the subconscious of the African mind. Through all types of agenda, the African has been made to see him or herself as someone who can't achieve much technologically like the white man. But who would blame the silly African? But who would blame the silly African when one ever thought him or her about themselves and about the many African inventors who blame the world with their ingenuity, 
who, excuse me, who blessed the world with their ingenuity, even still to this present day. No one taught them that because the curriculum of the African schools ever since colonialism began has been created and supervised by Europeans. There is no way that these same Europeans can teach you of the greatness of your ancestors. Here are a few of these inventions by African people for those who still feel that Africans are inferior in technology or science. And this does not cover 1% of them, of the African inventions. Uh, I don't want to go through them, but, you know, there's a, a, a link to that because, you know, we've done that on this program. You name it, we did it. You name it, we did it. So, <clears throat> so as long as many among us maintain that God is Caucasian, we will continue to maintain that there is no God because in principle, ideology and facts, there is no white God in Africa. I repeat, there is no white God in Africa. We have not seen the maker, the creator of God, and we would like to maintain our communications with the creator through our various forms of prayer and libations, through our ancestors, through our gods, our deities and divinities of this world. The African mind, the African man needs to remove this head from his... <laughs> The African man needs to remove his head from his ass and smell the foul play and trickery that has been carried out against them. We need to do it now or risk another thousand years of oppression. And I don't think we have another thousand years. I think by not doing this within a few hundred years of our elimination from the Caucasian race of this world our elimination the fact that they're going to do away with us yeah they're going to do away with us so we got another callers hanging on good afternoon hey my brother how you doing how you doing yeah, how you doing Jay I'm alright man what, what makes you think the Negro go give up the white man because uh, I think it's in, in, it's an inherent with us at least those of us who have that mind. So I think that I, I don't think that we will do it uh, automatically and uh, all of us at the time. I think that those of us who are strong enough and understand that we do that, we establish that, and then once we do that, and we become the model. Yes, I know it is, it is going to be serious attacks by Negroes and lost souls. I know there's going to be agent provocateurs and all kind of interpolation. I know all of this, Brother brother Jay. I do. But still, because to me, if we don't do this, Jay, if we don't, we will cease to exist. If we don't do well, this, it means that we, we will be eliminated. You know? I'll give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. The speech you had on earlier was by um, what was that? What's her brother's name? Yes, Yeah, yeah, yes, of the uh, Pan African Socialist Movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know that that Negro there surrounded by but white people. You know he's sleep white. His cadre is basically white. 
and um, I'm supposed to follow a Negro like that with all of that good talk that he talked just because he talked that talk? Nah, bro. See, that's that's where the contradiction comes in to our struggle. We want to talk all these revolutionary things about being African. But when we look at them from a distance and really investigate who they are, they're just nothing but pink toe lovers. <laughs> I mean, his woman's white. His cadre, like I said, is white. People he in business with is white. But he talked in that sugar honey iced tea revolutionary slick talk. Get out of here, bro. Come well, on. Well, let me say That's this. Let me, we, let me say this. Well, let me say this. You know, because. Don't defend that Negro, please. Yeah. So what? I'm not defending him. Negro, I'm not please. defending. You know, Jay, I'm not defending anybody who 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 behaves in that manner. All I'm saying is I'm listening to the words. Now they might be there a contradiction as far as he's concerned, but what he is saying is on point, and you got to admit to that. What he is saying is on point. Now, because I mean, there's been a number of us who have been on point, who have been sleeping with Caucasians. In Kroma. In Kroma. I'm a cock There's it, many it, of them. They should be, and, that, and, and you know something? They should be accepted for what what they say, but yeah. have the light be shown on what they're really, really about. Because I'm not going to trust no one who's talking about beheading the cracker, but sleeping with the cracker. That don't mm-hmm. make, that's a heavy contradiction to me. I hear you. That I can't follow. Yeah, I but hear you. you. That that's that's the that's the reality of what we what we face. So you know, on the flip side, people will say, "Well, you can't for the revolutionary based on his preference for pink toe." Nah, but then again, you know, as what you call them said earlier. We can't do nothing for white folks or take anything that white folks um, put forward and did expound on it. But see, the difference is, if you got 750,000 white people coming together and doing something, that should be, in a sense, a guideline for you to get 750,000 thousand black people to come together and do something. It should only be seen as a template to what needs to be done to attack the cracker. Because the cracker only care about one thing, brother. That's money. He don't care about nothing else. He controls power and all other things with money. Yeah. Well, Why I mean, do you think they, the lobby spend so much money on these job time sure. politicians? Well, see, see. Why do you think these politicians sell you out? What do they sell you out for? Money. But let me say this, they Jay. They don't sell you out for let anything me, else. Let me say this, Jay. I think money in of itself is not the deal. It is power. Power is the ability to define reality. I mentioned that. That is Dr. Wade Noble's great quote. Because to me, there is no other quote. That is the definitive quote about what power is, because power is not yeah, money. But, but hold on, Jay. Let me finish. Have, but hold on, Jay. It. Hold on, Jay. Let me finish. Power is not money. 
It is not politics, and it's showing the hell ain't voting. Power is not none of that. It's not education or information. Power is not none of that. Power is the ability to define reality. That's what it is. And so we have never defined reality and shaping it and fashion our own image and interest. Because to me, if it if it is, then we create our own currency. This is money. That's what was about to happen when Muammar Gaddafi was going to introduce the golden nar on the continent of Africa through uh, uh, the African Union. And that's why they had to kill his ass. Because they, no, we don't want you to have a currency to challenge the petrodollar. No. Because we're in control. This is, this is, so I, do I agree that money is power? No, it's not. But do I agree that money rules and, and guided by money? Yes, it is. Because, money defines power, O.C. But see, no, it doesn't. You have, no, it you doesn't. have money, you can set power up. Let me say, let me say it to you this way. What if I had, what if I had some warriors? What if I had some people that would impose uh, my will? They, 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 they would impose my will on you. It ain't about money. They could, you can have all the, you can, you can offer them all the money in the world. And I say, don't accept a damn dollar. Just make them think the way I want them to think, make them do what I want them to do. See, but the fact is, is that, cause what is the money backed up by Jay? What's the money backed up by? What did it used to be backed up by? Exactly. It ain't backed up by that now. The only thing that backs up the money is the European. And what did and, and and what did they have? The power to kill your ass. So it's still that. Yeah, so so that would mean so that would mean the ultimate the ultimate thing to power is weaponry, money, and mm-hmm. the ability to brainwash yeah. and convince people to do what you want them to do. Right? Exactly. Okay, and what and what and hasn't the white man mastered all of that? Yeah. Okay, so what have we done with wisdom to place ourselves in a position to kind of react that we just haven't done the right. necessary things? Right, we, we haven't, haven't put together the system to deal with that. We haven't figured out what element in that chain that we can affect. And, and one of the elements in that chain that we could affect is the flow of money. And how could we affect that? Through concrete, sustainable boycott. And I mean, that's why, you know, if you be honest, people really don't talk about boycotting because they know that if you do a successful boycott, you could do a whole bunch of damage and it's not no one single person that is the facilitator of it. It's a collective. And that's why you have Negroes like Sharpton and the rest of them because they're seen as the spokesperson for the so-called you know, uprising. Nah, that's, you know, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. But if you really want to, if you really want to do some damage, put together a serious boycott or something. Okay. Okay. See what happens. All right, Jay. I've got some more callers. Let me I'll get you. Other. All, right, All right, my right. brother. You bet. Peace. 602, 602, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, oh, brother. Man, I was just talking about you. I was just <laughs> talking about you, brother. To Dr. Rogers. To Dr. Rogers. I was just talking what about you. So yeah, and see, and I said to him, I said, last week I read a quote from uh, Carlos Cook. And every time I hear Carlos I Cook, I think about you. How you been? I've been all right, brother. Yeah. I've been hustling, hustling, you know. Okay. But yeah, yeah, man, it's good to hear my brother, Jay, from New York City, you know. Okay. You know, let me say, Marcus Garvey has said, he said, when all else fails to organize the people, Conditions will, and conditions getting from bad to worse. I'm telling you, brother Oshi, I see more homeless black people yes. in the street. Yes, more homeless women. Mm. You know, black women were we used to couldn't see a lot of homeless black women in the street, but mm. I'm seeing more homeless now black women in the street sleeping at the bus stop. You know, wow. so. Condition yeah. is deteriorating yeah. more and more, you know. Yeah, and that is gonna force our people to to make some moves That's because right. we've been comfortable, we've been too comfortable in oppression, you right. know. But right. the hunger pains is gonna hit, mm-hmm. and people gonna have to move. But you know, it's only a, a program of orthodox. African nationalism is yes. going to save us, my brother. Yes. Nothing else. No white savior. No, no, no Arab savior. That's right. No, no, you know, it's going to be orthodox pan Africanism. And, you know, so, gee, right, you know, white people ain't going to come save black people. And I'm skeptical of anybody we see with white people. You know, the other day I was. I was in um, downtown Memphis, right? And I'm walking behind a Negro and his white, mostly girlfriend, you know, this old decrepit looking white woman, you know? <laughs> he and he, okay, he, Marcus. Yes, he and I walking, right? And, you know, I'm trying to pass this Negro and this, this woman, right? And you know that Negro stepped in the way like, he blocking, you know, trying to protect this white woman. Like, you know, I'm like, look at this fool here now. Look at this moron here. You know, you know, I just quickly step around the two of them. But he, he stepped to like he defending her, you know, hold, right. oh, hold her hand and say, like, like, man, please, please. You know what I'm saying? You know, this Negro, I'm telling you, yeah. hey, brother Oshie, I ain't getting out in front and leading these Negroes nowhere, brother. I'm going to get behind them. Yes, sir. And I'm going to stick my foot deep, deep in that ass. Side. <laughs> I said, move. You're going to move forward, you know, because I ain't going to be no cannon father. You see, mm, that's yeah. the problem, you know. All our leaders get out in front. I said, yes. Charge and these yeah. Negroes shoot you in the back. No, <laughs> you gotta change the policy. You gotta get behind this Negro and mm-hmm. knock them in the head. I say you gotta move forward though. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. those days are done. Anyway, it's good to hear you, brother. No, it's good it's to hear you, brother Marcus. It's good to hear you, man. Hope you're doing well. I hope you continue. I know you're all right, brother. All right. All right. <laughs> 
Peace to All you. Right. Peace. All right. <laughs> yeah, Brother Marcus, man. It's good to hear his voice, man. Hasn't been, haven't heard him in a, in, in a few. But anyway, man, um, I tell you, um, what we're talking about and what we continue to talk about on this program, once again, the model of this program is Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And so even though somebody would say, well, what makes you think that? Because I believe. That's what I believe. And, I, and, and what I try to do is bring you the information about all the things that prevents that, that inhibits that, that causes us not to move in that direction. I bring you all the information that, that, I, that I know of, of how evil this system is and the religions that it imposed upon us. I ain't talking about just Christianity, you know, which is one of the most evil. I'm talking about Islam. I'm talking about anything else that we might believe in that is not African. In fact, the bottom line is, is that considering what Africans want to believe and should believe is African spirits and our ancestors. I don't care if you want to go to uh, uh, Amethyst African religions or Kemetic religion or whatever it is, as long as it is us and it's rooted in us. But the bottom line is no religion, no gods. I understand what's happening today at this very moment and how detrimental it is to the lives of us as a people. And so I'm blowing this horn of independence, of self-determination, of liberation, and of sovereignty for us because that is our only choice. That is our only survival. And if we think something other, we are damn fool. And as far as I'm concerned, just like uh, uh, the situation here, I'd rather struggle. I'd rather struggle, brothers and sisters, in a world, in an African environment of my choosing than to be a fool in somebody else's dream. This is the Europeans. And the only thing that we'll ever be in is, is some damn fools. Okay, yeah, you're saying somebody is successful. He's successful as an entertainer. He's successful as a sports figure. He's successful in business. He's successful in, in management and in corporate America. But it ain't his. It ain't hers. It ain't ours. It's theirs. And I don't give a damn if we can be successful in their stuff or we could be successful, you know, because I was trying to make the point the other day, whatever we apply ourselves to, whatever realm we apply ourselves to, we could dominate. But we got sports and entertainment because that's what the Caucasian is comfortable Sports and entertainment. That's what we talked about this past Wednesday with Dr. Bruce Bridges. Sports and entertainment. But whatever
whatever realm we can apply ourselves to that is unabated or unimpeded by discrimination, by racism, by bigotry and any of those things. And we are uh, 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 not allowed, fuck, I ain't using that word, but unencumbered, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use or whatever description you want to use, we move independently in that realm and we can be successful. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Because when you consider what we have done on the continent beside, uh, aside from the inner position of Caucasians as colonizers and neocolonialists and other kind of infiltrators, we still have rose. We still rise. Here in this country, I mean, the worst form of captivity, worse than any form of captivity in human history, because what this form of captivity here in America has done, it has totally erased us as human beings. It, it, took, it took everything from us and put into our minds that we are inferior beings. Put into our minds self-hatred and hatred towards each other. And made us love Europeans to such degree we process our hair, we bleach our skin, we want to be like Caucasians, totally hating ourselves. This was the worst. And yet, for many of us, we over, we overcome. We overcame this mindset to study, to understand that we are African people. We're our communal people. We're not, we're not individuals. Individualism is a European Caucasian desire. I thank for, therefore I am. The individualism. And that's how they dominate individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. That's who they are. That's not who we are. Once again, go check out the documentary. Who we are. We talked about it in the program last week. And, and our title of the program is Who They Are. Because it's not who we are. It's who they are. They're the perpetrators. I just read you the piece about the theology that they have imposed upon on us and how that theology has raced all of the historical information and who we are as a people and put us into a mindset that God is European, that God is Caucasian, that God is white. And we ain't, so therefore we are inferior. And so, so many of us don't even want to challenge this idea of white God. Many of us that now here's the, have have challenged those who presented God to us as being ourselves. How dare! Because see, that's how deeply the, the psyche and the mindset 
of our people have been destroyed by the European, that, you, that they will defend the European at all costs and its image of God. We ain't got to do a damn thing. We All we got to do is divorce ourselves from this evilness. Create our own environment. Once again, our own reality. Shape and fashion reality in our image and in our interest. Divorce ourselves completely. Create our own currency, our own schools, our own infrastructure. We have everything we need. The only thing we don't have is our minds. It's our minds. Because a Caucasian can change the money anytime he wants to. That may happen sometime soon where, you know, uh, there ain't going to be no paperbacks. It just may be all card. And if you got it, you're good. If you ain't got it, it's tough. That's the same way with money, with paperbacks. You got it? You can do this, that, and the other. I know you've been to places, many places. There's some at the ballpark. They don't deal with money. If you ain't got a car, you ain't buying nothing. You can't buy nothing. Maybe you might give somebody the money so they can use their card to get you some soda, beer, and some popcorn, whatever, hot, whatever. And that's happening in other places. They're not dealing with cash. That's the same way with the, what you call, uh, uh, the Allstate, where the Hawks play. Took a, took my boys to a couple of Hawks games this year. You know? Had to give them my card. Or had to use a card. So, I mean, the bottom line is, are we going to continue to beg and plead these people to allow us to participate fully and freely? Or are we going to get our own? Because as long as you are in theirs, they're going to dominate and control us. As long as you accept theirs, they always have that over you mentally. And and you know and I know we can kick their ass. No, we can't beat them militarily. That's, that's as I've always said. They've always found a better, better way to kill your ass from the time Europeans came out of those caves with their evil selves, their mean-spirited selves, their killing selves. Better way to kill. Clubs, knives, spears, crossbows, catapults, Gatlin guns, machine guns, howitzers, cannons, stealth, the, the AK, what is that, uh, XR, AK, AK-15, whatever the hell that gun is that most of the last few uh, mass shootings, the perpetrators had that gun. And that gun when you're shot by it, it just blows you. That's why those kids, that's why you have seen, and you will not see any pictures of those children at Uvalde. They were blown to bits. I would not have wanted to see my child in that situation. I would just rather to remember her or him as I brought them to school that day. Because 
it hit them and it took their arm off or it blew a hole in their chest or took part of their face off. That's what this gun did. And, and these Caucasians will defend the right to have that gun to the infinite degree. They, they will defend that right to have that kind of gun. We're dealing with some evil people, family. We're dealing with an evil entity. And all the religion that you want will not prevent them from doing what they're going to do. All the crying that we did to Jesus did not prevent us from being held in bondage for hundreds of years. All of that. You can you can come up with all the bullshit as a, a Christian stories you want, all the Hebrew stories. None of that shit happened. None of it. None of it. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. You know, I love you, family. We end this program like we're in all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do it out and they show the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. A great day. Shim Hotel means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Habibi Vahodier. Habibi Vahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed day and great weekend. Hope to see you back here on Monday. Peace, family.